everyone. This is Brittany, and you're listening to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we discuss all things dog. All right, welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany, and we have a special guest today. Her name is Taylor, and we will be talking about agility training, dock diving, and frisbee. So welcome to the show, Taylor. Hey there. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, my name is Taylor. Um, I am from Ohio and I have four cattle dogs that we do all kinds of sports with. Um, we travel all over with them. Um, we've been as far as Maine, Florida, um, pretty much all over the place with them doing dock diving for the most part. That's like our main, uh, our main sport. Um, we got into that in 2018. Um, first started off doing agility in 2016 with our first dog and we just kind of blossomed down a huge rabbit hole that has now consumed our life. <laughs> so is this like a full-time job for you? Um, unfortunately it is not. I still have a full-time job as much as I would love to do this full-time. It is not. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so tell us a little bit, I'm going to talk to you about each of these topics, but what exactly is agility training? So agility is basically like a timed obstacle course. Um, you will have tunnels, you'll have jumps, you will have what they called contacts. So contacts is kind of what, um, I like to describe as like a balance beam and like gymnastics. Um, it's like a foot long uh, beam that you go up it and you kind of like level off at the top and then you come back down. Um, and then you have like an A-frame and a teeter. The A-frame is like a three foot wide, just like what it, you know, it's actually like an A-frame, like two boards and an A. And then you have the teeter obstacle, um, which is just like a teeter totter. They go off of it and they have to plant it back down. Um, so yeah, it's just, you'd have, uh, it's basically the fastest time to get through that wins. And um, also you can't knock any bars or you can't knock any jumps and you can't like have any faults, which means you can't like um, go off courses on any of that stuff. So. So is every course pretty much the exact same? No, there's all kinds oh, okay. of different courses. Um, there's all kinds of different venues. Um, it is, there is a lot of information on it. Um, but basically pretty much every course is different every time you go. Okay. Do you guys have a course set up at your house to practice that? I used to, um, I don't have it anymore. We don't do agility as much as we used to, um, dock diving and frisbee kind of takes up all of our time now. Okay. We're going to definitely talk about those too, because I'm actually even less familiar with those topics. Okay. Um, I've actually seen, I don't know if you've seen that viral video lately. It's a little Pomeranian doing the, um, agility training. Uh, I, I know it's not usually done by Pomeranians, but it was super cute. And I have three Pomeranians. So I've watched that video like 30 times. <laughs> they are actually so good at agility and even papillons are like crazy good. I heard someone the other day say that, um, border collies are like the main dogs that do agility, but Papillons are just as fast. The only reason that they get a slower time is because they're so light that it takes them for it takes them longer for the teeter to drop because they don't have enough body weight for the teeter to drop. So they lose like a couple of seconds there. So I thought that was really interesting. Are there weight classes? Um, there's not weight classes, but there is height classes. Like so you have like four inch dogs, 
eight inch, 12, 16, 20, and then 24 is the highest. Okay. So uh, border collies, that's kind of the one I kind of thought of the most as well. So border collies, you said papillons are good. What are some other breeds that you normally see in agility training? Mostly I'm it's border collies, Aussies, um, for like your bigger dogs. Um, a lot of like Malinois, German shepherds, um, cattle dogs, which I have, um, honestly, there is every breed that you can imagine. Um, I've seen do it. I've seen great things do it. I've seen Mastiffs. Oh, wow. Um, I've seen all kinds and there is a ton of little dogs that do it too. Uh, Chihuahuas, Pomeranians, Papillons, um, you name it. I've seen it. <laughs> it can't. That's awesome. Yeah. At what age do most dogs start training? Like for agility training, do they have to start as puppies or can they start at any age? They can honestly start at any age. Um, I would say it's probably best to start them as a puppy. Um, you can do what they call like flat work, um, which is basically just like your foundation exercises, you know, like, uh, like learning, like little, little baby jumps, stuff like that. Like learning different exercises, um, as, yeah, as young as eight weeks, um, I didn't start any of my dogs until later on, um, probably closer to a year for all of them, just cause I didn't know about it until then. So you don't have to start that, that young. Um, it's just kind of, if you have a puppy eight weeks old and you're interested in it, then I would definitely recommend doing it, but you can definitely still do it with an older dog for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense when they're younger because as they get older, they get different joint problems, hip, yeah. knee, back, all yeah. of the above. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I would assume, well, this could be twofold, um, kind of goes into our next questions here, the pros and cons of agility training. I mean, I think a pro might be keeping them kind of young and keeping them moving, but then a con might be, it's hard on their joints. So what I guess benefits and then what, you know, negatives have you seen with your dogs? Um, if any. I would say like pros of, of agility training. Um, we, I do it mostly with my oldest dog, Nellie. Um, she is five, about to be six. So we've been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, whenever we got her, she was a rescue and she was like super like uh, timid, afraid of environments. Um, I never dreamed that she would be a good agility dog as she is. Um, but it actually gives her like a lot of confidence. Um, so like she'll, dogs are more like toy drive or food drive. Um, she is all food drive, doesn't care about toys. She will do anything for food. So she learned slowly that, you know, we would do like a couple obstacles, but at the end of the, at the end of like a sequence or the end of like, you know, a run, she would get cookies. Well, she would, that, then that means that she would fly as fast as she could through the course. And at the end, she's like, oh my gosh, you get cookies there. And like slowly, like, as we kept doing it after year after year, she was like, I get cookies now. I'm not scared anymore. You know, she was like less like reactive around people and dogs and stuff like that. So we have seen like a huge turnaround in her because of it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm food driven too. So that's why I do bodybuilding. Cause I know there's a pizza <laughs> waiting for me on a cheat day. <laughs> yes. Um, have you guys seen any cons, any, any negatives? I mean, assuming with the owner, one negative might be the cost right? Like the cost of going to competitions and stuff. Yes. And not only the cost of that, but the cost of all the supplies that you need, um, 
the cost of, you know, putting like courses in your backyard, like we used to do here. Um, and then the cost of traveling too. A lot of times people don't have places that are close to them to go to. I'm, we're, I'm lucky enough where I am at, I have like a three or four places like within, you know, reasonable distance within an hour that we can go to, but a lot of people have to drive like three or four hours to get to places. So, you know, with gas prices, that's, that can be pretty rough right now. Um, and then as far as like injuries go, um, they are unfortunately common. Agility is a very high impact sport, especially when you have a crazy driven dog that, you know, like, like one of, like mine, he doesn't do agility anymore because he mentally could not handle it. Um, he would just get too crazy. Um, he would jump off the obstacles and it just wasn't for him. So that's why we do dock diving and frisbee now with them. Okay. Um, and you mentioned there's several places that you can go. Are there different levels? Like, do you have like a, a regional show and then you can go to nationals or how does that work? Is there like a classification like that? Yeah. So it, like I said before, it just kind of depends what venue you do. Um, there's, there's AKC agility. Um, there's TPE agility. There's USDAA agility, which I'm not too familiar with. Um, we do CPE and AKC agility. Um, so I know with CPE, you have to get a certain number of uh, qualifications, which means you have to qualify in a certain number of classes per year um, for January, yeah, January to December. And uh, as long as you make that, you know, that cutoff, you get to go to nationals. And then I believe that AKC is very similar to that. Um, you have to have a certain number of qualifications to go to nationals. And then do you have to pay like a membership fee to each organization in addition to competition fees? Yes. Um, I know with CPE, you just have to pay for your original number. Um, so whenever you go to sign up for classes, you have a number and you tell them your number. Um, which that it's fairly cheap. It's like, you know, like 20 to $30. And that's just, a Oh, that's not fee. bad. No, it's not bad. No, nope. So if someone's interested in getting started, where would you recommend that they go or what should they do? And when I think about Jacksonville, we are such a big city, but I don't actually know where we, where anyone here would go. We did have one dog park, and they had like a separate little like agility section. No one ever used it. I don't even know if it's still there. Um, but aside from that, I actually don't even know of anywhere. So what what would you recommend? I mean, I'm sure people have to do research, but aside from that, um, any recommendations on like getting started? So honestly, Facebook is like the way to go with like all of this stuff, or you could um, contact like a dog training place near you and be like, hey, do you recommend like agility training? Do you know anyone that like does agility training in our area? Um, I do know that there is a Frisbee league in Jacksonville. Um, but other than that, I don't know anyone down there that does um, agility. I do know that there's dock diving and Frisbee down there, but I would assume that there would have to be something, you know, in mm -hmm. that area. Um, but the best thing is to go, is to find a, you know, dog group on Facebook and ask around in there. Um, like I, I'm a member of the CPE agility group on Facebook. So if someone wants to, you know, find an agility place near them or even like a place that offers trials and stuff like that, I would add the CPE agility group on, I think that's what it's called on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. 
and ask in there and just say, hey, look, I, you know, this, I want to get started in agility and everyone's super nice. They'll point you in the right direction for sure. There's people from all over the country in that group. Okay. Yeah. And what are some indications that your dog might be good for agility training? So uh, one of our Pomeranians, um, he actually turned 12 today. He, when he was a puppy, everyone said he should do agility training. He should do agility training. We were in college. We didn't really do anything with it. We now have a rescue that he's about two and a half years old. He's wild. He gets the zoomies six times a day. He's insane. So on one end of the spectrum, I'm like, he might be really great for agility training. He has all this energy and he could focus it somewhere, but then he gets very distracted. He's very ADHD. I could see him jumping off of things. So what are some like qualities that you think are good to get your dog started in agility or, or to at least try it out? Uh-huh. Um, like I said, so before I'm, I'm using her as our example, since she was our first one, um, I, she was like a, you know, like a wild little spunky puppy. And I'm like, and we were at, um, this obedience place doing obedience training with her for like a couple sessions. And then, um, the, our trainer was like, Hey, you know, she has cattle dog in her. So you should try to do, you know, agility with her so she can like redirect some of her energy. And I'm like, I don't know, because she doesn't really like toys. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, a lot of, you know, of like the high, like, I don't, a lot of people that do agility, like way more than I do. Um, they have dogs that, you know, they're way more toy driven than, than she was. So, and I know she didn't like toys. So I'm like, I'm not sure how we're going to get her to do it. And then we realized that she would literally do anything for food. Um, (laughs) so that's how we got her to do it. But for the, if you notice that your dog will, you know, is super food driven or is super into toys, um, you can pretty much get them to do agility. Um, it might take a little bit longer um, if they, you know, aren't into either of those things, but it, it can be done for sure. As long as your dog, you know, is like, will like chase after a toy or, you know, if they'll like run towards a plate of food, um, like over a jump, like you you're, you're, you can, you can pretty much do it. That's all three of my dogs. Uh, my two seniors are very food motivated, like uh-huh. to the point where every time you go to the door, they think they're going to Starbucks to get a pup cup or Chick-fil-A to get grilled nuggets. Yes. <laughs> Our newest rescue. He likes food, but he's not as into it, but he's, he's super into toys. Um, uh-huh. so, I mean, that's, that's good to know. I think most people think the toy toy side of things, but food is also yes, a absolutely. huge motivator. Absolutely. So, yeah. So let's talk about dock diving. So okay. tell us a little bit. I mean, we've all seen pictures, we've seen videos, but explain dock diving a little bit to me. So uh, dock diving, the way that it works is you have typically a 40 foot long pool or it goes up to 60 feet um, long pools and you have a 40 foot dock. So basically it is the farthest that your dog can jump off the dock into the pool they measure where your dog hits the water different venues measure different distances um the venue that i'm in is called north american diving dogs or nad um and they measure from the base of the tail so whenever wherever his tail hits the water that's where our distance is um and then there's a different another venue called dock dogs and they actually measure from where the head hits the water so it just kind of depends what uh, what venue there's they're just like agility there's tons of different venues out there um and basically 
you are scored into like different categories. I know with the organization that I'm in, NAD, it's zero to 10 feet is a category. And then uh, 11 to 15 is a category and then 15 to 20 and then so on. Um, it's funny because the sport has gotten so big since I started in 2018 that um, it started off where our national event was in Orlando every year. Um, and we only had two pools and now um, they have to split it up where there's like, I think I wanna say like eight regional events across the country with like two or three different pools at them. And then only a select amount of people get to go to nationals now because it has got, it has just blown up. There is so many people like I'm, it, it's probably like 10 times the amount that it was in like 2018 or 2017, whenever we started. Um, so it's, it is, it is definitely my passion. It is my favorite sport out of all the ones that we do with the dogs. Um, we um, pretty much any, like just like the sports that I said before, any dog can do this. Um, I've seen Chihuahuas do it. I've seen Pomeranians do it and do really good. I have seen Great Danes do it and they jump like 25 feet, which is oh, wow. insanely far um, for a Dane. I've seen uh, St. Bernard's. As long as your dog, you can get your dog into water, um, you know, you, you, you can participate. Um, I mean, just because your dog only jumps like five feet off the dock, that is, that's perfectly fine because there's a category for it. You can be the top of your division, you know, and only jump like a short, you know, a short distance. Um, so kind of a, kind of a crazy question real quick. Do you guys, and this is really showing my ignorance on the topic, do you guys throw something in the water for them to get? Oh yeah. Yeah. I should have said that. Yes. Yes. So, okay. um, I have my, my two dogs do it. My two boys, um, dog dive, my girls will not go in the water. They refuse. Mm -hmm. Um, but my boys go and then, um, I have like a rubber bumper for, um, my, for my oldest male. And then for my youngest one, he's just, he's just a puppy. He's only 10 months old. And I have, I just use a wubba actually. Um, anything that floats you can use um so you know wubba's bumpers um chuck it frisbees a lot of people use those because they float pretty much any yeah and i've seen people use like someone this is just coming to my mind someone throws a crab for their dog and they absolutely love it it's just like <laughs> this little floatable crab and the dog goes nuts for it um so yeah pretty much any anything any toy that you think that they will you know go in after the water and it won't sink to the bottom you can use and do you have to practice very often um, you don't have to, I do. Um, it is kind of like a science if you want your dog to, you know, jump like really far. Um, like I know with, with my male, I have to set him up on the dock. So his striding is absolutely perfect so that he leaves the dock at the very end to get maximum distance because mm -hmm. you don't want him to leave. You don't want them to leave like, you know, two or three feet early because that takes off two or three feet of your distance. Um, so I have to set him up at 27 feet on the dot to know his striding is perfectly right for him to leave at the very end of the dock so we get mass maximum distance. So we do practice a lot because of that. Um, but like I said, I am, it is, you know, it consumes most of my life. So I do take it very seriously. Um, but you don't, you don't have to, it is, it's, it's a really fun laid back sport um, to just, you know, go have fun with your dogs. 
And do you guys win prizes? Like, I know you probably get like a, a medal. I see you have metal or uh, like yeah, ribbons and yeah, medals behind you, which couple. that looks really cool. I love that. Um, yeah. do, did the dogs get anything video. else? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically just get, just get ribbons. Um, and then if you go to nationals, they have like trophies for you to win. Um, one of those is from nationals in 2019. Uh, the big one is right there. So. Oh, okay. Whenever That's we, awesome. Whenever we went down to Orlando um, in 2019, he uh, he placed. My oldest did. Oh, that's awesome. How old is he again? Uh, he's five. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so what do you think, when do you think he'll retire? Do you think he still has another um, four or five years in him? I really hope so. Um, but he is a wild boy and he has <laughs> no self-preservation. Um, so he gets injured quite a bit, um, but I hope that we have a couple more years in us. Yes. There, yeah. I, there's, there's a lot of dogs that still dog dive at, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. They don't oh, wow. jump like they did whenever they were five, but um, they do pretty good. The good thing about dog diving is it's, it's a really like low impact sport. Um, it doesn't really harm them, you know, to like land in the water. Um, mm -hmm. Running down the dock is the highest impact part of the sport. So and then uh, moving on to Frisbee. So I know the least amount about Frisbee. I literally just know what a Frisbee is and that's all that I know. So tell us about Frisbee as like a sport. Okay. So I would honestly recommend Frisbee to like the beginner, beginnest of dog sports. Um, if you know absolutely nothing about dog sports, I would go into Frisbee. It is the most laid back of the sports by far. Um, it is also the cheapest. Um, it's only like 15 to $20 per five weeks. Um, so that is like nothing compared to the other costs of the sports. Um, mm -hmm. So if your dog decides not to do it, then you're not really out any money or any time. Um, basically the way that I, I play in a league called canine toss and fetch um basically you have you it's kind of like a diamond shaped field um and you have zero to 10 yards 10 to 20 all the way up to 50 yards um and it goes off for pointage um they have these new rounds now they're 90 seconds long um but before that you have 60 seconds to throw as many throws as you can so obviously highest you know highest points that you earn win um but the good thing about it is um, we have beginners like all the time um, and it is so cool to see everyone come out, you know, playing with their dogs and uh, you can start um, as early as eight weeks old with, uh, with what's called rollers. Um, so basically, instead of uh, throwing the Frisbee, you kind of like roll the Frisbee like on its side. So it just kind of like rolls mm -hmm. um, and you can actually play in league and score points doing that. Um, a lot of people do it. I actually, I still do it with my puppy. Um, cause he's still, he's still only 10 months old. So we, we just do rollers for right now. Um, and as long as your dog chases a toy, um, they are going to want to catch a roller. Um, there's all different kinds of like sizes of Frisbees too. Um, you can get like tiny little puppy Frisbees, um, that kind of like fit in the palm of your hand for like the little guys. Um, mm -hmm. and then you can get like, obviously like a bigger standard size Frisbee. Um, but yeah, that is, that is Frisbee. And, um, I would definitely recommend it to any beginner, um, 
you can just pretty much show up. Uh, if you go to Canine Frisbee Toss and Fetch, uh, they have a Facebook page and they have a actual website. You can type in your location and all of the Frisbee clubs near you will pop up and it gives you contact information for them too. So you, okay. can, you can just go and talk to them and join. Okay. Yeah. Our dogs have never, they love toys, but they, they're not interested in Frisbees. Like I've tried to throw Frisbees in the yard and the issue might be that I have regular size Frisbees and my dogs are small. So they probably need like little teeny tiny ones or something. I don't know, but they are not interested at all in Frisbees for whatever reason. I can send you like a video. Like I know I probably did a bad idea of explaining what a roller was. I can send you a video of like what a, what a roller is for Frisbee. Um, and it, it really does help them um, to kind of like at least at least build drive for a frisbee before you start throwing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's like a it's like training wheels on your bike, and then once they've progressed with that, you get to take the training wheels off. Yeah. So when is your next um, either like frisbee or dock diving event? Um. We just finished our round of Frisbee up, up on Sunday, actually. Um, so we'll start up Frisbee again. I think Easter weekend it starts up. And then um, not this weekend, but next weekend, we'll be in uh, near Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania for a dock diving event all weekend. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. good luck. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me today about um, all of the things that I didn't know. And I'm sure a lot of people need information on because... Like I said, in Jacksonville, I mean, we're such a big city, but the dog community I'm in, you don't hear much about agility training, dock diving, Frisbee, but it's such a great way to interact with your dog, um, just be able to play and hang out rather than just the traditional, you know, throwing a toy in the house or giving them a stuffed animal. Yep. And it's so nice to meet uh, other crazy dog people that are just like you. <laughs> I need to go to these events. I need to meet yeah. more crazy people like me. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I will let you go. Um, but thank you so, so much. And um, if you will send me a picture of that back wall, I want to post a photo of that and then send a video of the, send a video of anything that you have um, from the, the little baby Frisbees to the regular, to the dock diving, any videos you have, please send them. All right. I will do. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Canine Culture Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast. And don't forget to share with your friends and family. To stay up to date, please follow us on social media, Canine Culture Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email us at caninecultureapodcast at gmail.com.